Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the Iffy Market Podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joto PR. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with uh, Peter K. De Villiers of Macanta Software about uh, getting from the lead to the sale or the post-marketing marketing, basically. Peter is the co-founder and CEO of Macanta Software. He also loves, I believe, single malt scotch records and bearded dragons for their low maintenance. Um, recently got a record player, Peter. And I have to ask you some questions about that because we got a brand new record. I got it from my wife and we got a brand new record and it was immediately skipping. And I, I so maybe we won't fill, uh, fill the listeners time with that, but I got to find out from you. Why? What are we doing wrong? That's frustrating. Let's focus here, though, on the getting from lead to sale, post-marketing marketing. marketing. Um, Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Excellent. So your company does this. This is basically your, a lot of our guests, it's a topic that's related to the marketing they're doing within their company. But your company's specialty is handling this, this lead management, basically. Is it safe to call it that? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's very much business process management and automation um, that our our platform allows you to do, and then you end up with a custom CRM in the process. But it's really focused on that 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 piece in the business where the lead has come in, and someone and a process, and somehow they need to become a customer, and there's we find a lot that there's so much focus on that front end marketing and tracking where are my leads coming from? How much are the leads costing me? And then everyone forgets about them and hopes they make it to the finish line because once you've generated the lead, that's really the start of the race. You still got to get them to be a customer. So um, yeah, for us, the focus is on, on helping people to, to have a repeatable, predictable system and, ideally automation in place to drive that and and make sure nobody falls through the cracks. So this is basically taking the sales marketing handoff where marketing says, hey, you wanted leads, we got you leads. And sales says, you well, usually they say your leads are shit. Um, but <laughs> and, and extending that from just the handoff to saying there's there's this management process going on to make sure there's a continual handoff and that it actually gets pursued. I I remember being a sales manager and the greatest frustration I had and CRM was a huge, I was a sales manager when we were using spreadsheets um, and no CRM. CRM was a huge deal for being able to see that leads didn't fall through the cracks. Um, Like you're saying, you spend all this money and energy generating them and then a sales guy ignores it, forgets about it. says it doesn't look good on the surface. So he doesn't bother to pursue it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, the way that we we like to think of it is so our system is very much there for you to build what your business needs so it's a no code platform but it's when you it's not a crm out of the box because when you first sign up for it it won't do anything for you because you have to tell it what your business is like what's the journey from lead to sale that you want people to go through um, and then we we sort of dry, try and drive behavior by using dashboard widgets um, and reminders and things, the aim is really there that the widget number should get to zero. The only widget number that shouldn't get to zero is deals one. 
-hmm. but all the others, the aim is to drive the number down. And it makes it really easy for the salesperson or whoever's in the business whose role that is to just log in on a Monday morning and they know exactly what they need to do, who they need to speak to and just go from there. And all the, all the information is readily available to them there and then they don't need to go and hunt for it or anything. Right. And that then makes sure that what the business owner thinks is happening is either happening or it's very obvious when it's not happening rather than having that conversation that you say that it's always either the leads that marketing's producing a shit or there aren't enough of them. And that's seldom those two things. More often than not, you've got more than enough leads. It's just no one's doing anything with them. They think while well, the right. lead's been generated, they're just going to buy from us. Which is the third, the, there aren't enough leads, the leads are shit, or the salespeople, or, or more accurately, the sales manager is not doing his job with the sales yeah. team. And so the leads are falling through the cracks, probably the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like a leaky bucket and you spend more money on marketing, you generate more leads, but you've got holes in the bucket. And no matter how much water you pour in, you're not going to fill it up. So whose responsibility is this? I mean, marketing probably gets the blame if the leads fall through the cracks, but who should be with a system... And we'll be bringing up your system a lot, but generally mm. this is about lead management, but with your system, who, and maybe it's different in different companies, but who is typically in charge of making sure these leads don't fall through the cracks? So people who tend to approach us generally, are, if it's smaller businesses, it tends to be the business owner because they've mm -hmm. got oversight over the whole thing. Larger businesses, it tends to be someone in charge of, sales management and and in that role so whether it's the owner or someone it's really who's in charge it's the sales manager again someone yeah, someone yeah. on top whoever's the on top of sales really needs to be on top of making sure there's not this waste yeah and and and, and you can think of it a bit like a relay race where mm -hmm. you hand the baton over to the next person from that point forward it is 100 their responsibility you, the marketing's done their job and they can't influence or affect it thereafter. Um, so no, it, it is that person who's then responsible for it. But it but sounds like relay race in that analogy, you've also got, cause then you're handing it off to the salesperson, but mm. with your system and with this proper sales management, you've also got like this spotter running along beside him, telling yeah. him, making sure they keep going. Like, like, yeah, yeah. like you hit but, off the but, baton, you can stop and breathe, but someone else is running with the guy saying, don't stop, don't stop, don't yeah, stop. Yeah, that's yeah, like a pace setter almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what we like to do. So, so the way um, what our system allows you to do is when a sales agent, for example, logs in, they see their dashboard, they see their leads, they know what to do. When a sales manager logs in, they see more. They can see everyone's leads, everyone's tasks that's outstanding and track everything and get, get more of a broad overview of what's actually going on. And, and therefore, they're able to, to be that pace setter for each of the members on the relay team and for everyone doing their stint. But the individual people have clear focus on exactly what they need to do their job. And I remember from, from managing salespeople, the key there, and we used, so let me first say, 
we use a CRM. Is your platform in place of a CRM? Does it plug into and sit on top of a CRM? How does it function with that? So no, it, it is a CRM, but or the the user ends up with a CRM because mm-hmm. through building the data structures and everything that Macanto allows you to do and the automation, you end up building a custom CRM with a custom interface. There's no coding involved, but that's what you end up with. So that when someone logs in to use the system, all they see is what they need to perform their role in the business. Right. So because different... depending on who it is, people want to see different things in order to do their job. Yeah. Rather than saying, here's everything, ignore the bits that you don't need. Yep. Just make it, make it simple. See only what I need to see. Um, so it seems different CRMs have different focuses kind of for what they're, mm. who, who they're for. Like some CRMs are built for um, the marketers. So they're not really called CRMs. They're probably, you know, <laughs> you know marketing yeah. automation systems, something like that. And then there's CRMs that are really account management for the salespeople your CRM seems to, it's focuses on the lead, lead management. It's still, the other aspects still fall into place, but the, it seems that it's built around this, this being on top of the lead management, which I love. Yeah, um, which, which, which in truth is one implementation of it. Hmm. Because we are so heavy, because our focus is on the automation of the business of the business, not the marketing of the business. So if you want to put a system in place to get people in your team to do particular things when certain things happen, that's what our system is for. So in, in a sales environment, the, the driver is the opportunity or the lead that's come in. Um, in other environments, so for instance, we, we do a lot of work with legal firms where the case is the, the thing that drives all the automation and the process. So it just depends on what is that key piece of information in your business that needs to drive all the activity. Right. So you have all the pieces, but it seems almost like this particular tool is designed for sales managers or whoever's overseeing the sales team specifically to make, um, you know, to, to help assist them in a sense. My favorite part about that when I was a sales manager was the accountability being able to mm-hmm. look and see that your guys who's on top of their leads that yeah. they're on top of their leads and what happened if, you know, being able to, like you said, on a Monday, come in and say, okay, last week, these 10 leads were killed. These ones closed. Here's who closed them. Yeah. Why were these ones? And then you could have your meeting and ask, why'd you kill this? You didn't say what went wrong. Um, yeah. and, and be able to kind of basically be on top of stuff instead of the unknown, pray your people know what they're doing and are doing a good job situation, which always ends up going wrong eventually. And, and it's also, it, it's a sword that cuts both ways because on the one hand, if you don't have something like this in place, like you say, you're hoping the people are doing what they're expected to do, but there's no real way for you to tell, but it, it goes the same way. When they're doing really well, you can't quite tell what is working and what isn't. And therefore you can't, you can't pass that information on. You can't scale it. You can't improve on anything. And we, we go back to a sport analogy again, but we all understand in sport, if you're on a team, if you're a professional sports person and you're on a team, there's nowhere to hide. Everyone knows whether you're pulling your weight or not. And, and it's the same if you're on a sales team, you, you want that accountability because it's only with the accountability that you can get the praise when things go well. 
because right. you want to keep track of it. And it, it just makes it easier from a manager's perspective to be able to, to also help people because often it's not that someone's not performing because they're not pulling their weight or they're not trying. There might be an issue. And if you can identify it sooner rather than later, you, you're able to help them rather than just lose your shit after a few months and say, off you go. Yeah. It, I love the sports analogy. And this one, I, I feel like this type, having this type of process in place, whether somebody uses your system, we don't want to say in this episode, hey, you have to go use the system. Yes. Check it out. Listen to what yeah. we're, we're saying here. Um, but the general concepts of this, in one hand, you have a coach who maybe knows what he's doing a little bit, but doesn't even get to watch the game and then just has to react to players based on extremely limited information. Like we scored, we didn't score, we won, we didn't win. And then yeah. just if you won, the coach gets to celebrate and say, yay, we're winning. And if not, the coach just screams at everybody, but doesn't know why. And it's like, yeah, yeah you really have to be able to watch the game to know what went wrong and know, uh, you know, who did a great job and, and who didn't and why and make adjustments. And, and, and there's also, there's the element of the game only matters if there's a scoreboard, right? If, if there's no scoreboard, nobody's <laughs> really sure of what's going on. There's, there's no enthusiasm. There's no focus. Well, in a company you have the end sales. So even if you yeah. don't pay attention to anything, you can just check and see, Oh, look, we had sales or we didn't have sales. Yeah. But if you don't know anything going on in the process in between, you really can't manage and coach and, and, no. and, and whatnot. You can just scream good or scream bad <laughs> at the end of the day. And that doesn't usually help when managing a sales team to just either scream yes or no, or a marketing team. I imagine this platform yeah. helps also because if you can see all the leads are being managed properly, then you know you have a lead problem, yeah. not a sales problem. Yeah, because that's then, because if you can go to, to marketing, if you're on the sales team and marketing can get access to the data and they can clearly see how many calls are made, how many follow-ups, how many this, how many that, and what the outcomes are. And there's detailed information from them to actually then judge those leads on rather than just getting feedback saying the leads are no good. It's like, mm -hmm. well, actually, let's look at the data and see what's happened to these leads. And then the ones that flourish, let's go and get more of those yeah. and pay less attention to the ones who don't rather than just the blanket, the leads you're getting aren't good enough, which to be fair, from a marketer's perspective, there's not a great deal they can do with that information. Yeah. What about them is not good enough? Why? And yeah. you, you got to be able to dig in. Um, but then you're coming back to accountability. And for marketers, this comes back to, I don't know that marketers love all the MarTech today when it comes to CRMs and that kind of yeah. stuff. Because in the past, and part of the problem between sales and marketing was there was no accountability for marketing. We couldn't flow mm -hmm. back through. So it was just, we're giving you what you want, know your stuff shit. And then somebody has to decide if times are bad, who's at fault mm. with this type of accountability, being able to look at it and see, no, the deals are closing. We either just don't have enough leads or yes, these leads are shit. Look at them. They're, these aren't who we want. Now marketing has to say, Hey, get your stuff together. Because if you are the problem, it's going to be known. And then mm. it's going to trickle back to you. You will be held accountable. Um, not sales was accountable. Just did you make your quota or not? Now it's yeah. hey marketing. If sales doesn't make their quota and we look at it, if they're doing their job, it's coming back on you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and um, unless we're in a sales environment, like um, in the movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, unless that's the environment we're in, 
we know that it's not just well sales didn't do their job right oh that's that there's a great example um i have a lot of movies particularly about sales that i hate uh, mm. our podcast is named after a movie that's really about marketing or the lack thereof and how magic can really make up for a lot of marketing if it were to exist uh the whole <laughs> if you build it they will come yeah um myth like no you don't have to market it or let anybody know people will just miraculously drive to a cornfield in the middle of nowhere i'm sorry that's not that's not how reality right. works um but the movie points out hey there's magic this is fake um people take that and they try to apply it to real life great you built something amazing nobody's gonna gonna come and show and care most sales movies i hate because people think they're sales movie when gary mm. glenn ross is not a sales movie it has yeah. some sales in it it's a movie about a con operation you know, yeah. all these sales movies are are really boiler room. Oh, yeah, there's some really cool dialogue in there. That is fraud. It's not sales. Mm. But sales isn't sexy. Sales is the office. They're selling paper. Nothing yeah. interesting there except for the human part, the sales part. No, not interesting at all. Um, but uh, I, I, I hate most people's interpretation of that movie. Um, they just don't notice the, the sales details. The fact that the mm -hmm. leads are intentionally fake and they're intentionally tanking these people. <laughs> um, it, it's not an example of a good manager when he comes in and talks about brass balls and coffee. Right. Composers. It's like, yeah. no, they are abusing these salespeople and screwing them. Um, so yeah. yeah, the leads can actually be shit. Sometimes yeah. the marketers yeah. make sure they're not shit. Do not be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, yeah. Kevin Spacey's the bad guy in that movie. Okay, so that's my movie rant. Let's get back to the, the automation and the lead management platform here. Can you give some generalities on, let's say a company isn't going to put a lead management platform in place. They say they're really small business. They're saying, no, we're not going to go with that. What are the main aspects of a platform like yours that, that make it work? Like, what are the things that allow accountability or what are the, you know, again, if somebody wants to try to just kind of shoestring together their own processes. Yeah. So the key thing is, I, I think it's, it's, it's a level of transparency. If you don't have a system in place and, and to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter what you use for the system, but let's say you have 10 employees. If you don't have a purposely structured and designed system in place, it doesn't mean your business doesn't have a system. It just means it has 10 different systems. Right. Because everyone's just Chinese whispers and everyone's making it up as they go along. So you've got no, you've got no transparency on what is actually going on, which makes everything you're trying to do so much more difficult. You turn up on a Monday morning, how long does it take to actually collate the information and say, this is where we are. Right. And, and, and if we don't know that, then how do we decide what we're going to do on Monday? Yeah. And I, I again, back to my sales manager days, I feel like um, I had a perfect transition to this. We used um, Excel spreadsheets. The reps would all get because you'd have your call list and it would be a spreadsheet. Mm. So we were one step above the printed call list. Um, yeah. But you have your sales spreadsheet. And then there was no training when I came in on even what to do with it. Like, do you make any notes do you have statuses on some field or, or anything yeah. like that? And some of the reps turns out didn't really know how to use an Excel spreadsheet at all 
would miss sort things and the phone numbers would be for the wrong contacts then back in the day when it didn't automatically sort all yeah. like so you have those kind of disasters and then who knows how many opportunities they're losing eventually we put into place uh, i designed a using our email like a crm where you have different folders that you yeah. put each account folder under for different statuses um but yeah i remember reps having their okay how are you pursuing your stuff oh i've got my email folder here and then i just go through it and see what and i'll and they would just like grab like oh i sent this person something let me go find mm. their phone number now if i want to call them what was the situation again it's like how much time are you wasting um with this insane management having the information to hand before you make the call mm -hmm. because if if you if you're if you have if you're generating enough leads and your sales team's busy enough they don't necessarily remember the conversation they had with someone two weeks ago but if it's really easy for them to go and reference the notes or a recording of the call or anything like that any whatever the system allows you to do it's really quickly to just get an overview and say, oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. You have and, to. It's table stakes yeah. these days. You have yeah. to have some form of CRM, lead management system, whatever yeah. you have. Even if you're a very small, if you're a one-man shop, you still have to have something. Yeah. I remember telling, I had guys who had great memories. I have a terrible memory. Um, and it's part of why I started implementing this stuff. I was like, hey, we can't try to remember all this. They, and they were like, oh, no, I know. I've got this client, that client, that client. Film. Don't try to remember it put it down and, and you have to put it down somewhere or you're going to lose things. And, 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 and a really clear example is what um, uh, a prospect that I've been talking to. Now we first spoke in February and then that they're in Australia for whatever reason, he said, well, let's get back in touch in a couple of months. So I got back in a couple of months and in the interim, they'd gone on a new client where um, the client has 50,000 employees internationally and they have to deal with onboarding what they need to do there. So he said, again, let, can you get in touch with me in August when we've actually dealt with all of this? Now, with everything else that's going on, I'm very unlikely to just remember, oh, yes, second week in August, getting in touch again. But what the system allows me to do is just there and then add a task to get in touch on a particular date in August. And then I can forget about it and I can carry on with what's then the priority. But then lo and behold, Monday morning task comes up. You got to give this guy a call again, go and have a look. Oh yes, this is why. And it's, it's just a massive safety net because there are opportunities where if you forget to get in touch, someone else will. Oh yeah. Or they'll just, they don't want to work with you. Cause like these guys aren't professional. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's the impression it's, as well. I think this is a good time for me to say for, for the listeners, a lot of you are probably thinking, why are we even talking about this? This is all no dub because you have been using a CRM your whole career and you've been using these lead management systems, but you'd be shocked. And the others are thinking, yeah, that would be great. You'd be shocked that how many businesses out there have no system in place to manage stuff even today. And you know, that's don't feel bad about it. If you don't, everybody at some point had no system to manage yeah. stuff. Um, just recognize the problems we're talking about and say, Oh yeah, there, there is a solution for this stuff and it doesn't cost a fortune. And even if you are again, a one man shop, um, you have to have something to manage this stuff. You get sick yeah. and then, Oh, what were the appointments I had last 
week that I didn't hit? How am I going to make this stuff? It's just all mm-hmm. there organized for you. Uh, the number one thing I remember seeing the difference when we switched from spreadsheets and, and email folders to a CRM was when, a, when an employee left. When an employee left, being able to manage those things and pass them over was impossible yeah. when every employee was just doing their own whatever. Yeah. And then was so breathtakingly easy once you had a system where it was just, oh, now I just assign all this stuff to this new person and they have all their stuff. Yeah. Um, and we actually saw the salespeople we brought on. And I'm sorry, marketers, we're talking a lot about sales, but this does really uh, apply back to marketing. It's kind of a sales and marketing, small business um, merged atmosphere, really, we're talking about. The salespeople that we brought on that started with a CRM instead of a spreadsheet did marketably better than the ones who had been in spreadsheets and even transferred over to CRM Mm. because they found the transfer so difficult and they were so resistant to, to working in that system as poor as their system was, they had figured it out and it was, and they didn't yeah. want to think of it. They just want to think about the sales, not about this, this system, but the people who, who came on with that from the start just had this huge advantage. And, and the sales and managers too, were just so pleased to be able to just hand stuff over, not lose everything, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that touches on quite an important part. When, when you implement a system like this, that you have to accept that there's an element of onboarding that needs to happen. You you can't just sort of send everyone a login and then say from Monday, we're using this and that's it. Right. (laughs) And and hope it all goes okay. So there's got to be that onboarding and, and, and how our platform deals with that is that you can quite granularly, even on a per field basis, when you put information in, you can add helper text into the interface so that when you have new new starters and they're not sure what something does, the system you are asking them to use takes over training them how to use it because you can embed video and text and anything that you need to. And that then that that makes it really easy from a manager's perspective to get someone up to speed with the system and, and get the buy-in because if they have a question, it's right there in front of them. Right. So is that your version of the Microsoft paperclip? Um, <laughs> and again, no, we, no, you, you have to go and ask for the, uh, for, for the, for the detail. The paperclip doesn't just keep taking over whenever you're trying to do something. At least half the listeners are thinking, what are you talking about? The Microsoft yeah. paperclip, uh, trust me, you have it way better off than we used to. Um, no, all right. if, if, you, if you've never heard of the Microsoft paperclip, you're doing all right. There's gotta be some, uh, hateful YouTube videos out there about the Microsoft paperclip. I'd say almost an early version of AI, but with no intelligence and that it was just this character that would jump onto your screen and start telling you how to do stuff seemingly at random, but constantly. Yeah. Which, which had nothing to do with the task you were actually trying to perform. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. All right. Good stuff. So we got a lot of accountability here. Uh, Transparency being important, having systems in place at all being important. Um, Again, if you have all these systems in place, uh, you know, great. You're, 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 you're way ahead and you're lucky that you're in a company that has all these in place. Not everybody does. Um, but we're talking here with, uh, Peter K. De Villers. your name. I know we, we, we spoke about this a little bit before the, uh, before the show started. So I could try to get it right, but it's not going to happen. I don't think, um, your name is sounds French. 
but you don't say it French. You pronounce yeah, it all out like somebody mispronouncing French. It's yeah. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's originally French heritage, but I was born and raised in South Africa, and being Afrikaans South African as well, so not English speaking. Um, so, so now the pronunciation was very much blunted away from the French. Was it a matter of not wanting to constantly correct people in South Africa? Or not, not sound. I, I don't uh, know. The damage was done by the time I grew up because uh, it, it's actually um, it, it's a, it's an extremely common surname in South Africa. Oh, so um, everybody so, in South Africa mispronounces it, is what you're saying. <laughs> the, yes. the French would say the French would be infuriated if you travel yes, to yes. France and try to order a drink with that name and correct their pronunciation, their heads will yes. explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. So we're we're talking with Peter K. De Villiers. Um, I even still tried to put a little bit of a French uh, while, while, <laughs> while pronouncing all the, uh, the letters. And, and we're talking about the getting from the lead to the sale with, with automation. And uh, you're listening to the If You Market podcast, of course. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. We got Peter K. DeVillers here with us. Yes, I'm pronouncing that right. We're talking about lead management, getting from the lead to sale with automation, and uh, Macanta Software, Peter, your company, um, can you, I guess, you know, we talked a little bit about your name, but we didn't really talk about you. Can you tell us, uh, before we get into your company, can you tell us a little bit about you, where you come from, how you got into this business? Yeah, so I um, born and raised in South Africa. When I was 18, I came over to the UK with no intention of staying. Um, and here I am, um, married, two children, uh, pet dragon and the like. But I... Um, was a qualified electrician, um, set up my own electrical contracting business, and then moved that into home automation before home automation was easy and um, affordable. Um, so there was no Alexa or anything like that. It was all quite complex and hardwired. And so you and, had a big like server closet in the home in order to automate type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there was nothing wireless about it. If you wanted to run it, you had to rip the house apart and. Sounds cooler though to have Hal in a closet somewhere. <laughs> so no, so that's what I did, and then I actually ended up using Infusionsoft mm -hmm. as the CRM for our business, but used it not as a marketing automation tool. I hacked it specifically to drive the internal processes of um, of our of our business. Um, task management and reminders and and things like that um, and then when I left that business um, I then ended up actually for 
a number of years working as an Infusionsoft consultant and setting up and then um, Macanto was founded and I started using that and then realized, well, actually, because Macanto originally was an add-on for Infusionsoft. Ah. So then... Um, You're saying, here's a problem that we need. Let's make a plugin that does the yeah. specific thing that I was doing. Yeah. And then we realized, well, actually, um, in um, sort of late 2019, realized, well, actually, we're not solving an Infusionsoft problem. The problem we're specifically solving is a business problem. So we abstracted away. And in February 2020, we launched as a completely standalone platform Um so yes, we've got full open APIs, Zapier integration and all that. So it can still work with marketing platforms like Infusionsoft or any of the others, um, but we are fully standalone product. Fantastic, fantastic. And the, the main problem you guys are solving here is the, the lead management flow. Would that be accurate to say? I mean... Yeah, yeah. W- within the context of sales and marketing, definitely. Um, we're not we're not focused on lead generation or anything like that. It's it's very much the moment someone raises their hand and says, "I'm interested in what you're doing." How do you make sure you don't lose track of them? So um, you're not setting up marketing automation cadences and all that kind of stuff. And here you plug into something <clears> else for that, and then this basically hand handles the the lead handoff and continual handoff maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's one implementation of how it's used is that you 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 define what the process is that you want your sales team to follow. What, what's the journey that you want an opportunity to go through? There's key milestones. Um, some of them, every opportunity hits. Others, it depends on actions taken or not taken. Um, and then you you tell Macanto, okay. For in our business, an opportunity looks like this. This is the information we gather. These are the people involved in it, and then you you just by setting up if this then that rules, you can then create these automated processes. On the one hand, for automated communication, transactional communication with a prospect or lead, but also for the internal management of a team to generate tasks, reminders, alerts. Um, and call lists and whatever you need for that. Excellent. So you're really kind of poking the salespeople constantly. You can set up this flow to be like, if this happens, the, the reminders seem like they are uh, kind of the the prelude to accountability. Like you want to have mm-hmm. the accountability there, but to really have it, I mean, it's great to show up on Monday and say, how come you didn't do this? But it's a lot more effective to prod the people along the way um, and then if they still don't do it now you have the accountability but accountability without any assistance along the way is you know, well you're not really managing the people then you're just yelling at them whether they win or lose yeah and and it's 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 an interesting thing that accountability because fine the, the system will nudge you to do what you need to do and you mark a task as complete it's like okay well you said you made that call but there's no note telling us what happened on the call. Um, And that kind of thing where it's, well, if you're going to say you made the call, you've got to apply the note to say what's happened on the call. And is there a next action? If you say there's a next action, well, what is it and when is it? Because if you tell the system when the next action is, you can then forget about it, move on to what you're doing. And when that date and time arrives, 
it'll pop up on your screen and then you can refresh your memory from the notes and carry on what you need to right. do. So the system doesn't do all of the job for the sales manager. Uh, I remember in our system, at one point, there was a mass update function and our, our salespeople, it was turned on for the salespeople. And we ended up catching one person that was like you saying, make, making the call, those type of, yes, mm. I did this activities. Before meetings, they would go and mass update all of their stuff just to say they did stuff. Um, yeah. And, but there was no notes, of course. And once, so once the sales manager actually looks at it and questions, then you start to find out this doesn't make sense. And then you look into mm -hmm. it a little bit more and you're like, oh, these updates were all done within one second of each other, 10 minutes before yeah. the meeting. <laughs> I think maybe or it was, it was maybe a day before the meeting. Cause I'm sure the, the uh, system was looked at more than directly before the meeting by the manager. Um, but it allows for that kind of, yes, the accountability still takes human work to, to make it work. But without that, yeah. you're just completely blind. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you still, I mean, as, as long as you're employing other human beings, you rely on them to do things. Yeah. But if you can at least track the record of them being told what to do and then confirming that they've done it, then then you've got levers to pull. You've got both carrots and sticks. Yeah, you have and, the trust but verify thing. And you mentioned yeah. transparency before. That's basically, transparency doesn't mean you have to look at everything, but the ability for us to go and look and see when the updates were made was just, yeah. okay, without that, without the ability to look at what the salespeople are actually doing and when you couldn't get to the bottom of, you know, finding out what's the problem. Generally, mm -hmm. there's always a problem to solve. The system helps you solve a problem. And sometimes it's identifying the sales guy that's just trying to work the system and not doing the job. Um, you know, yeah. identifying the marketing uh, person who's not doing the job and, you know, they're, they're just providing shit leads and they're, they're not doing the job. Ultimately, find find the weakest link and, and eliminate and, it, and it. And it's also, yeah. And, and it's also, it's, it's, I think it's important to position these, these kind of things rightly. The reason we want to track it and have the transparent transparency and the accountability is not to hit someone over the head. It's so that we can actually with data and intelligence say, okay, these kinds of leads work really well and they perform these kinds of leads don't rather than it just and and say well actually i can see that this this salesperson performs really well with these types of prospects or customers or companies that they're dealing with and if you if you don't have a system and you don't track it and you don't have the data around it it's very hard for you to determine who's good at what and then give them more of that because right. nobody employs people hoping they'll fail we, yeah, we 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 we're, and and businesses are teams. You Again, back to, to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Except for that fictional situation, nobody yeah. <laughs> nobody hopes people will fail. It occurs to me, like business owners, small business owners, look at it and they're thinking, um, what they are really are looking for is who to hit on the head. Maybe it's a specific type of lead, but sometimes the thing that really mm. scares you is, I've got five salespeople. And I'm worried that one of them isn't doing anything. One of them's not doing shit, and I, but I can't tell who. Or yeah. I, I'm worried that some aren't, but I can't tell if they are or not. I have to take their word. And I know there's a con man or two in there instead of a salesman. I just have, without a system like this, it's really hard to, to dig in and know you're bonking the right person on the head yeah. or the right type yeah. of lead or industry to pursue on the head. So it's not always a person, but it could be 
you know, a lead target where you say, oh, it appears this just isn't a good target for us. Um, yeah. And, and it also, the, the, the other side is it helps you to identify what is a good target because they because a really good target will then stand out like a sore thumb and you can say, well, actually we want more of that. And then right. you can trace back to marketing. How did you get us these guys? Please mm-hmm. get us more of these and, and less of the other, not because we think you're doing the wrong thing. It's just, we're getting really good results here. So we want more of that. Yeah. Help marketing adjust. To, yeah. to provide even, even better results. Um, okay, fantastic. Now about Macanta Software, anything else there, I guess for the listeners, what type of company um, would be best to work with you guys or what type of situation if somebody's in, should, should they reach out to you? Um, it's best suited when you at least <laughs> sort of minimum requirement is that you actually want to implement a particular process in your business rather than everyone making it up as they go along. If, if, if it all sounds very interesting, but once it's in place, you're going to keep hitting it and saying, oh, but here I want to do it differently. Oh, we don't like doing this. Or my business is different. Or this won't work. That's not ideal. But beyond that sort of baseline entry, it's, it's really for people where, and, and the customers that do best with Macanta are the ones where, there's a reasonably not doesn't have to be extremely but a reasonably defined yet complex process that they're trying to manage for these these opportunities and there are multiple people involved in a deal now the multiple people doesn't necessarily have to be multiple people on the prospect side or multiple people your side so because what one of the key things that's different about a mechanter system compared to pretty much any crm is CRMs tend to be contact centric. Mm-hmm. The, it's the human being and they trigger the campaigns and everything. For us, it's, it's a separate data object that drives everything. So for instance, you would have an opportunity, but then different contacts will have different relationships to that opportunity. So let's say for instance, here's an opportunity. I'm the sales agent. And on the other side, there's the finance director, head of IT, and there's um, HR is involved. Now, those are their job titles, but two of them are involved in the deal, but only one of them is the key contact. One of them is driving the deal on that side of the business. So I want to be able to highlight who's the key contact, who are the other players involved, because McCanter then takes that intelligence of the relationships and drives the automation with that. So you can send different automation to people depending on what their relationship is to an opportunity. And that, that sort of that one-to-many relationship is a really key thing that we solve for um, and where, where customers really benefit from it, even if it's internal. So we've got one where it's process management, you've got the client on the other side, and then you've got five people internally who have different roles within that process or with different relationships, be it finance or admin or, or whatever it needs to be. And you can drive different tasks, notifications, emails to those individuals, depending on what their role is. So for the listeners, myself having dealt with many different types of, of lead management systems and processes, what Peter just said sounds complicated. It sounds like, oh my God, I'm going to have to implement that. Um, 
it is much simpler than it sounds. Uh, there's always a little bit of setup and you have to figure out how to, the processes should flow. Um, but to say it in words is like trying to set up a CRM physically with paper and post-its and, yeah. and cubbies on your wall or something like that. Um, once it's actually set up, particularly digitally like this, it's way simpler than the description of how to shift everything around and set everything up and, and, yeah. and, and whatnot. And just think, you know, here's the problem it solves. It takes some setup because you want it to fit your very specific situation. Um, but ultimately getting that problem solved is, is, is what's key and making sure your marketing leads actually go through and then you actually get feedback to them to know how to make adjustments. You know, yeah. As a coach, as a business owner, as a leader, if you don't have the information on what's going on, you just can't make good decisions. You're just yeah. completely shooting in the dark all over the place on who to fire, who to hire more of, what type of leads you want more of, um, all that. And, and it makes it extremely difficult for your team to really buy into what you're trying to do because the feedback that they're getting from you isn't tied to anything they can see in front of them. It's just, it, it comes across of as, well, it's Monday morning, you're going to fly off that. We're going to get screamed at, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're all having pizzas by Friday, but we're not entirely sure when which is going to happen. It's almost like you, you, am, you have no choice but to be a bad boss if you don't have the information because you're yeah. going to be constantly making the wrong decisions with the wrong people and reacting in the wrong way and the employees do not appreciate it <laughs> when yeah. they, like you said, when they just know up oh, it's meeting time, what does meeting mean? Oh, it doesn't mean some feedback on how to close more sales and make more money. It means I'm going to get screamed at because yeah. there's just no account. There's no transparency. There's no information here. So all the only tool the boss has is yell at anybody who hasn't hit their quota already. Yeah. Um, definitely want to avoid that. Uh, so it sounds Definitely. like maybe the, the problem this kind of tool solves is it makes everybody happier <laughs> and work together better when, the, when you aren't making blind uh, decisions, which again, end up just having to be, who do I yell at today and for what uh, perceived slight? Uh, okay, excellent. Anything else that uh, people should know about um, lead management and whatnot? I mean, aside, again, aside from, I don't want to, just talk about Mechanica software. Mm. I do want to talk about it, but um, lead management in general, if you could give people that have no system in place and aren't going to implement anything right now, one tip on like, okay, just make sure you're doing this um, with your, whether it's a stack of post-its or an Excel mm. spreadsheet or an email inbox to help manage these leads and let as few as possible fall through the cracks. Yeah. I, I think if, if you, if you don't have it inside a system that drives the automation and the, and the process for you, the biggest thing I would say you want to do is whatever you're using, make it visible. So for instance, if, if you're doing it all on, on spread on paper or on spreadsheets and it's all sort of slightly hidden away or whatever, and you and because then no one's really sure what the process is, just get a whiteboard up and just draw out even just the baseline of the process so that everyone knows, listen, when we work here, there are these five milestones that all leads or opportunities need to go through. 
and just have it have it visible and then you can you you can go further and say well okay if you're going to use post-it notes or whatever it is make that visible as well so again uh, if let's say there are five stages in your opportunity management a board for each salesperson with five columns and then each post-it is a new lead and just move them along so that there's something concrete rather than it just being well it's in my inbox there's a couple of spreadsheets over here no one's really sure what's happening that's that's an awesome i love that um it's the out of sight out of mind issue and again whether you're sick for a week or you go on vacation you come back you have no idea where you're at because everything was in your mind but then you had so many mojitos by the poolside you can't remember (laughs) who's what was that client's name even i think it started with an l um Having it physically visible, yes. I remember when we were working off spreadsheets um, back in the early 2000s, the physical paper would be on the desk in, in racks when you had those. Mm. Once you trans- transferred to a spreadsheet, it was the spreadsheet has to be open on the desktop at all times. Because, yeah, yeah if it isn't physically visible there, then you don't, you don't remember. If you put your Post-its in a drawer, then they become never seen again. Yeah, because because something else will go on top of them, and then something yeah. else, and yep. So yeah. have it physically visible. I love it. I'm going to make that the title for the episode. Now we're sticking with the uh, the uh, getting from the lead to sale uh, with automation, but physically visible. Awesome one there. Okay, excellent. We have run out of time here, but uh, we got Peter K. De Villers on the show. Yes, you are allowed to say his name that way um, on the show. I'm not going to let that go. Uh, talking about getting from the lead to the sale using automation, talking about his company, Makanta Software. Let me see, Peter. People can find you what on LinkedIn. We got MakantaCRM.com. Anywhere else they should go to find you, find your company? No, probably MakantaCRM.com is the easiest place. Um, just get in touch with us there. You can also sign up for a free account. So go and check that out. And the, the free account isn't cut down or anything. It's full functionality. Um, just go and have a play around and ask as many questions as you want to. Awesome. And also Peter is P-I-E-T-E-R just to make yeah. sure everything's as complex as possible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter K. DeVillers, if you're looking him up on uh, on LinkedIn, Macanta Software, you can find this all in the show notes and more information on, on Peter on ifyoumarket.com and uh, please share the show uh, share our posts on social media we've been doing a lot of video posts of, uh, of these episodes little clips and uh, on behalf of the if you market team and peter k devillers of Macanta software thank you for listening to the if you market podcast where we believe if you market the shit out of it with good lead management they will come
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.